When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Airvan Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Live from the Mountaineering Club, high atop graduate Seattle. Both arms up, touchdown Washington. This is the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Attacking and explosive is what I'd like to really think we're going to be. The Husky Football Coaches Show is brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. Now, alongside Coach Kalen DeBoer, here's the voice of the Huskies, Tony Castricone. All right, welcome back to the Husky Football Coaches Show. We've uh, only got a few of these left with head coach Kalen DeBoer on the 2022 season and a lot of good stuff to talk about this week as the Huskies are coming off one of their biggest wins in quite some time. Washington goes down to Austin Stadium and beats the sixth-ranked team in the country. The final score, 37-34, to a uh, redemptive field goal for Peyton Henry, uh, who had missed a, a critical kick in that building four years ago and then comes back and he hits the game winner with 51 seconds to go. And Washington gets to 8-2 and two on the season, now climbing quite a bit in the rankings, 15th in the AP poll, 17th in the CFP. And, and head coach Kalen DeBoer, first and foremost, just congratulations. I know you, you guys have done an immense amount of work in almost exactly 12 months that was set into motion when you got the job. And, you know, it, 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 it's not done yet, of course, for this 2022 team, but, but it's certainly a, a relative pinnacle uh, for, for this part of the season. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a fast year. And, um, you know, seeing what happened on Saturday night uh, just makes you feel really good about uh, everything and how it's, it's coming together. You know, we're so far away from being where we know we can be at some, at some point, but uh, – you know, just proud of uh, what's happened in the last, uh, you know, 11 months. Yeah, and so you've, you've got this great win that you're coming off of, and now you've got another emotional weekend for a different reason. Right. It's going to be 
senior day at Husky Stadium. It's hard to believe it's our last home game coming up. Yeah, it's got, we got such a great group. And I know earlier in the week I said 13. It's actually 14. Um, uh, we had a, a walk-on that has been in the program for five years that um, is going to play his last game uh, with us. And, um, you know, we just uh, are so happy for these guys that uh, they got a chance. And, and hopefully we can – Get it done for them to be 7-0 and in their last uh, year at Husky Stadium. And a lot of that has to do with the home field advantage. But it's been an awesome year, and we want to send them off. They've been through a lot over the last uh, five, six years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's even though the home field advantage is a great one, it's not every year that you get to go undefeated for the home fans. I was looking it up. Uh, we've got a chance for just the 14th time since World War II to go undefeated at home in a season. This is an accomplishment that's on the line coming up on Saturday, and we're looking forward to that. So um, we will talk to Kalen DeBoer about the win against Oregon. We'll talk to him uh, about senior day coming up, and then coming up later on in the show we'll talk to the hero Peyton Henry who uh, drilled the game-winning kick on uh, Saturday night in Autzen Stadium. All that coming up straight ahead, live from the Mountaineering Club at the Graduate Hotel Seattle on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, ten big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard with battery power made by steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP. All right, welcome back to the Husky Football Coach Show. We are live at the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Seattle as uh, Huskies are coming off an enormous win over the Oregon Ducks to get to 8-2 and two on the season. They're facing Colorado at home 
at 6 p.m. on Saturday. And, hey, if you're in town for the game, make sure you visit Graduate Seattle. It's a handcrafted hotel in the heart of the U District. From the panoramic views of our rooftop bar to our pet-friendly Art Deco digs, Graduate Seattle is the smartest place to stay for Husky fans. Check them out online, graduatehotels.com. A beautiful, clear night in Seattle here with great views of downtown, great views of Husky Stadium. And we're looking forward to that, that uh, senior day game. But first, we've got to recap Oregon coach in what I thought I, you know, I, I, I try to pay attention to what goes on around the country. I, I thought it was one of the most exciting games with the most at stake in all of college football this year. I mean, Alabama-Tennessee stands out. LSU-Florida State earlier in the season. I think ours is right up there just with the way that both teams threw haymakers, so much on the line, the rivalry aspect. Was this as intense of a game as, as you've been a part of in quite some time? Yeah, I think uh, when you add it all up, it certainly is. And um, of course, uh, probably a little bit more biased on uh, <laughs> how you'd feel. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I believe it uh, was one of the biggest games, you know, that or at least one of the funnest games to watch, yeah. uh, more fun games to watch in college football uh, if you're a fan. So what's going to stand out to you the most about what we experienced last weekend? Well, you, you can pick the individual plays, but I think it's from so from my seat, it might be different from others. You sure. Know, um, from my seat, it's. It's seeing all the things that we talk about from January workouts through the, the highs and lows of the, of the season and the, the fall camp, you know, you just so thorough in how you, you start spring ball and, and those meetings and this is how we do this and this is how we do that. And um, the, even the Friday, even the Friday walkthroughs hmm. and the game situations that you get put into, you know. I mean, we got Roma Dunze out there, you know, at the end of the game, yeah, knocking down a ball, and that's that's happened one other once, or I think maybe uh, other time this year. But just all those pieces coming together, and when those moments came up, and you don't know when those moments are going to come up, right. you know, like you don't know when that play is going to be yours, or you got to all of a sudden get called on uh, into a situation, you know. Um, and our guys just taking it in stride, you know, the guys just. Not flinching, um, just next play mentality, learning from the, the highs and, and how we've uh, gotten through those moments and also learning from the lows and that, you know, we know we're going to keep fighting. I think that's the biggest thing from the, the games we've lost uh, is what we need to do better, but also that as a team, you know, just keep trusting that the other guy's going to keep playing as hard as he can. As long as you do that, we're going to be fine. So I, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but listening to you talk, I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie Slumdog Millionaire? No, I haven't. No. So I, it sounds like as the night's going on, you're just having – and you're about to accomplish this amazing thing. You're having all these flashbacks to, like, maybe a drill. Like Alfonso Tupatala jumps on a fumble, and, like, that's, uh, you know, part of a drill that he ran. And you know, just all the all the work that led to that. You, you don't have those thoughts while the game's happening. Okay. Uh, as far as, like, oh, yeah, check that box, you yeah. know. But it's, it's afterwards when mm -hmm. you – you know, you go through and you can emphasize on Sunday, hey, this is this is why we talked about this. Here it is, you know, and um, you, you know, we were better in this spot than we were last time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, remember, we are pretty good against the short yardage, you know, in the short yardage situations defensively. Let's make that continue to make that a strength for us. And so um, you keep building on your strengths. You, you keep addressing your weaknesses and you, you in the end are, are getting better every single day because uh, you got great people who want to do something special together. I thought one of the one of the first moves of the game that uh, got me kind of excited was something that happened before the game even started. And, you know, I, I kind of chart, what do we do in coin toss situations all year long? 
Always win and defer, win and defer. This time, a little different. We win the toss, we take the football, and it's like, okay, sounds like we want to set the tempo and strike first. Uh, over, you know, however many years I've had a chance, when it's eight, or how many, I can't even think how many years I've been a head coach now. But, yeah. but I, I've always felt like a deferring defend. I'm so big and going to the half and that momentum coming out, especially when you're just a solid, you know, good team. Um, but, you know, I think there's been maybe seven, eight times over, you know, those years. Uh, I guess it would be eight years, right, uh, mm -hmm. as head coach mm -hmm. where, you know, you just you, you know that game is you just got to set the tone. And uh, a lot of the times it's when you're on the road and, uh, you know, you want to get it on top and, and you trust your offense. And, um, you know, that getting a start, you know, with a score uh, could be a huge, huge piece of the game and the flow and, and all that. So uh, we've done it maybe, I would say, six, seven, eight times over the years. Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know, it was a good idea. We talked about it as coordinators and, and myself. Uh, they brought it up because a lot of them have been through that with me as well. And uh, we all agreed. And it, uh, I think, was a huge part of the game. It was. And Washington has been so good on opening drives this year. Uh, you come into the game through nine games, seven touchdowns and a field goal on nine opening drives and you take it and suddenly you hit adversity on the opening drive it's third down and 15 and that's a tough situation to convert and yet Michael Penix does it not through the air like we've seen him do it time and time again but he bails on the play and saw enough real estate to just scoot out of bounds right in front of the marker what did you make out of what Michael did on that play and how how sure does he have to be in that situation to be like, no, I'm going to run for this thing? Well, he, he knew he had pressure, someone coming free off his backside. He felt that. And I, I think, you know, that, that spin, that's something I've seen him do a number of times, um, you know, especially at Indiana. You know, there was just times where he had to just bail. And um, I thought what was impressive is he had a pass rusher coming around the edge from the, his front side too. And the acceleration he showed – you know, um, you know, not just the spin from the guy that's coming from the right, but the acceleration to run, run away from the guy coming from the left. Uh, uh, you know, that was that was great to see. And there's so many things that um, are still the fans here are seeing that we knew he was capable of doing. You know, yeah. he, he he showed that running ability. You know, he he'd keep zone reads on the first play of the game. I can remember those clearly and know what else he's got in his uh, back pocket that he hasn't had to sh had to show yet. And um, you know, he showed the sideline. He showed the hash throw to the sideline that, yeah, you know, right. probably everyone uh, when they just said, what's he bring to the table back, you know, nine months ago um, in interviews, uh, you know, he showed that, you know, and it <laughs> didn't surprise me one bit because uh, yeah. I've seen it before. So we've made a lot out of how good Washington's offense is on opening drives this year. We probably haven't made enough out of how successful Washington's defense has been on opening drives this year. Defense has not given up much out of the start in very many games at all. And this wasn't just you going down and scoring first, but it was also holding Oregon to a field goal on their opening drive. And I thought that kind of set a tone as well because I think everybody just expected it to be two teams mm -hmm. scoring touchdowns on every possession. But uh, several stops in that first half really made a difference. Yeah, and I think the last three, four games, uh, Cal, uh, Arizona, I mean, I think the last four games we've really come out and – and done a good job in the first half overall. Yeah. And uh, we, we've we really stressed to our guys the third quarter, and that was still um, a, a deal, you know, this weekend that uh, we got to get better at. But 
um, the first half has been pretty good. And so uh, we've done well in the fourth quarter. We've done well in the first and second. Um, I think, you know, I think about the, the losses. It was the second quarter against UCLA, mm -hmm. and that was more of a team thing. That wasn't just the defense. That was offense and defense. So um, it, it, it's hard to be completely dialed in and have that perfect four-quarter game. Yeah. Um, but uh, we certainly have come out of the locker room uh, to start and uh, been we're really proud of the guys' mindset and the confidence and execution. When you're in that uh, situation where you, you hold them to a field goal, you answer with a field goal, it's a 10-3 ball game. They drive down. It looks like they're about to punch it in for their first. We talked about in the pregame interview just how important, if anybody could get their hands on a turnover with two offenses that don't give it away very much, that could be a huge swing in the ball game. What, what momentum did you get? out of Alfonso Tupatala being right there on the spot as soon as that ball was on the grass. Yeah, I think, uh, it, it, and again, it's one of those times where you just it emphasizes what we talk about year-round. Just keep playing, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, don't, you know, if you can stop a guy on the one-yard line, you never know. It might be a false start. It might be a fumbled snap, and that's exactly what we got. And yeah. Keep playing, and it, and it did. It gave us some, uh, um, you know, for the moment, it gave us some momentum. Uh, we got stuck in our own territory and uh, had to punt in that field position whenever you don't get a first down coming out of your own end zone and you'd like to get two at minimum. Um, you know, they got the ball inside the 50 again, and that's uh -huh. usually how that works out when you don't uh, score, as we've talked about earlier in the year when we came up short, Yeah. you know, on the one-yard line. But uh, it was huge. It was huge. Zoe was right there. Defense, um, you know, just kept kept playing, and so I'm proud of them there. It was a low-scoring first half. It was a really low-possession first half. I'm looking at the drive chart right now. You guys go five and a half minutes, 5.17, two minutes, 2.16. They go 4.22, 4.38, four minutes. It, it was a low-possession first half. Did you expect the game to play out that way? And what was your thought going into the locker room based on the first 30 minutes that what we might see in the second? You know, I didn't know what way it was going to go. Um, you know, you. Uh, I think just like everyone thought. You know, you think points can be scored. You got two high-powered offenses, and um, you know, I just th those drives of the defenses weren't giving up the big play. And uh, I, I liked our attack uh, offensively, just with trying to make sure and the, the balance, um, keeping the pass rush off of Mike. I think has been huge, and you do it different ways, whether it's screens or showing that uh, you're gonna, you know, run the football. And we had a lot of success running the football. The first touchdown you know, wide open, and yeah. uh, our guys did a nice job there. So, you know, the clock's running. We, we you know, our high percentage completion is going to keep the clock running. Yeah. Our shifting and motion is going to keep the clock running. And so, you know, that's how we play team football, even with a kind of a partial tempo offense. And, um, you know, when the crowd noise is that to where, where you're in those type of atmospheres, um, a lot of times the ball snap with less than five seconds because the communication – is just a little bit slower. Yeah. You know, unless you're running real tempo plays, um, you know, um, Mike snapped it probably with one, two, three seconds a lot in the game because he's double-checking protections. And, and it takes another three or four seconds just because you got to step to the line of scrimmage and you got to hustle back to your spot mm -hmm. um, to reassure that everyone knows what's going on. And, you know, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks crouch up to the line of scrimmage in those situations and kind of just shout and then go back. It looked like multiple times Mike went up to all five offensive linemen and said, and reiterated the communication to be as clear as possible, which, again, takes extra precious time when you're worried about the play clock. Is that um, 
Is that how he's coached to do it? Was that just uh, out of necessity? Is that him just being a great communicator? What, what did you see there? That, that's how he's coached to do it, you know, especially the louder it is, the more you got to really one by one go across and, um, and communicate. But I will say I think it's one of his areas where he's grown, you know, and it's, it may seem like a simple thing, but he really understands how important making sure everyone's on the same page and, uh, you know, he stayed upright because he's made all these great protection checks. Mm. He's got an offensive line that if they know and everyone's on the same page, they're going to get the job done for him. You know, they're going to keep him upright. So um, I think that that detail and making sure and reassuring and one by one. Um, and I, I, I think one of the probably the un underestimated things with uh, playing in, in a loud stadium is how, how, how much work it is even before the ball snapped for a quarterback. I mean, he's yelling at every single guy. He's got to be reassured, and the defense knows that. The defense knows, and so they're going to give false reads sometimes because they know he's got to, you know, check it, and then if he checks it one time and he's off, I mean, it's you're kind of pot committed to what you're running. So, I mean, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of uh, effort that has to go into uh, everything he's doing even before the ball snapped. It was one of the best second halves I've ever seen. We'll talk about it when we continue here in a moment. The Huskies defeat Oregon 37-34. to with, We're with head coach Kalen DeBoer live at the Graduate Hotel uh, Mountaineering Club. Hey, your Huskies look to remain unbeaten at home as they return one final time to Husky Stadium this Saturday at 6 p.m. Make sure you arrive early in the zone as Avenue West performs live and then take your seats as we celebrate this senior class before the game. For tickets and info, make sure you jump online right now. GoHuskies.com slash tickets. It's the Husky Football Coaches Show with Kalen DeBoer and the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Saturdays are made for football. And when the game is on, we're finally off. <laughs> off duty, offline, out of office. A cracked Coors Light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9 to 5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshments, made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. 
In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. Welcome back. We are live at the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Hotel Seattle for the Husky Football Coaches Show with head coach Kalen DeBoer. The dogs are 8-2, and two, ranked 17th in the CFP standings as Washington gets ready to battle Colorado at home this week for Senior Day. Hey, make sure you download the Go Huskies mobile app presented by Wapfed Bank to access mobile ticketing, audio streaming, all-team access, scores, schedules, breaking news, and you can try our all-new Purple and Gold Pick'em game to put your football predictions to the test. Dogs will be battling Colorado at 6 p.m. We'll talk to one of your seniors, Peyton Henry, coming up here toward the bottom of the hour. But first, we're we're recapping this game against Oregon. And you go into that locker room, you've got the advantage in odds. You know you're going to be kicking it away to Oregon to start the second half. What was kind of the message in that locker room, knowing that you were 30 good minutes away? There's still a whole lot of work to do and a whole lot of football to be played. Yeah, I think uh, keep doing what we're doing. We put ourselves in a good spot on the road, um, you know, with a lead. Um, you know, just giving ourselves a chance. Uh, I think getting through the, you know, whenever you're on the road in, in an intense game, it's always about um, it's about weathering the storms early, you know, and and not letting momentum uh, from the crowd and just things uh, things boil up on you. So um, I thought the guys did a great job, and, and we knew it was going to take four quarters. We knew it would get crazy, and – um, you know, that there would be momentum swings, and you just, uh, you know, had to keep the right mindset. So we, were, we, we felt like we were in a good spot, you know, make, making some more adjustments, and, and uh, guys really composed. Oregon had an explosive third quarter in that game. Um, I think 17 yards per play is what their average was because they went touchdown, 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 and really just started to hit some home run balls. Your offense seemed to be able to answer – every single time what what was uh what were you seeing just there as both teams went back and forth and and what really felt like a heavyweight fight in the third quarter yeah all the all the we call them bullets right all the bullets are hitting (laughs) and uh you know like they they had a couple things and they uh that they saved for the right time and um you know they they hit that and uh they saw um you know the opportunities and and then we countered back you know and that's i think just execution probably on our end was uh the big thing um, and that starts with Mike, and that starts with the offensive line, and um, just one play at a time. Uh, you know, we keep stringing plays together. So uh, I can't say it was something. We, it was just part of the normal offensive game plan, you know, going in. It wasn't like it was uh, – but some, sometimes the, the coverage was different. You know, we may have run that play earlier, and we got man, and that's what happened even on the ball to Taj. You know, earlier in the game, we hit Rome uh, for a first down on third down. Well, this is third down. You know, we come back to the same play call. They give us a different defense, and uh, we hit a different guy, you know. So, um, you know, that's uh, when you have concepts that can work against multiple coverages uh, and the quarterback's confident in the read and the guys all work hard and run and do what their job is, uh, you know, that's that's how you execute. All five possessions of the third quarter resulted in touchdowns. And, I mean, this almost had like – an elite 
basketball game feel with the number of lead changes that we had back and forth. But our last drive of the third quarter starts with receiving a ball and then a knee touching at the one-yard line. And so you're backed up at Autzen Stadium at the one for the second time in the ball game. Cam and I were talking about how we've done this before. You know, Portland State, 99-yard drive. Oregon State, 92-yard drive. You know, can we, can we go reclaim the lead? And uh, Michael leads a drive all the way down the field at a really critical juncture of the ball game. Um, it results in an interception that was just a gut punch at that time. Mm -hmm. what, what, did you, what was your takeaway from that interception, the way that that drive ended, and, and what was the feel on the sideline at that point? Yeah, you know, it's a missed opportunity, and that's, uh, that's the part with field position, right? you got to go from your own one, 99 yards. Um, it's hard to, uh, you know, do, put together play after play after play when you're on offense. And, um, you know, they forced us just like we forced them at times to have to, you know, make the next play. You know, we were so close to getting the end zone to play before, but, uh, you know, for, uh, first and goal from the one and, and that interception. So, uh, you know, it, it felt like a missed opportunity. But I think, that, again, that's where our team – just, you know, we say, hey, 1-0 mindset. And so it's uh, accept it, flush it, move on, play in the present, you know. And so I felt like that's what we did. And so Oregon gets it early fourth quarter and proceeds to put together a 20-play, 10-and-a-half-minute-long drive to eat up most of the fourth quarter at that point. As that drive is unfolding and they're having so much success on the ground, I, I, what, what's – What's your reaction to just see that they're running the ball at will, it seemed like, against our defense, which has been pretty good against the run? Yeah, it was different different uh, looks that we were trying we were trying to show and trying to get different guys to tackle and, uh, you know, mix things up. And uh, their they're offensive line, you got to give them some credit. Um, they've moved people and they showed, um, you know, uh, where their balance comes from, not just from Nick's throwing it, but uh, their ability to run it. And, um, their backs are hard to get get down, as we uh, saw many times, you know, during the course of the game. And um, I thought there is a piece to it where um, we kept. I thought we did a better job than sometimes earlier in the game, where they didn't get the explosive, the big explosive, right? You know, um, and I, you know, it felt like okay, this is this is slowly they're working their way down the field, and it's hard, but it's like okay, again, make them earn it, make them make the next play, and then sooner or later, you know, I mean, really is what it was. It was. You know, AC's big hit at the end, but it was the snap that was a little bit high. That's right. That throws him off rhythm. Rhythm, and uh, it wasn't a turnover like we had on our drive, but it was a, you know, it was a play that wasn't executed perfectly, and we took advantage of it. By not giving up the home run, does that, that does that almost set you up to get that one play that you need defensively? Because when I'm thinking back over the years of the 10 minute plus drives I've seen. A lot of them, ironically, don't actually end up in touchdowns. There's field goals and things along. Those yeah, I lines. mean, that, one of the first charts. I mean, really, the first chart we throw up uh, on the uh, on the screen when we start uh, fall camp, from a special team standpoint, is the percentages of a touchdown when you put, you know, start the ball on your, you know, your own one, um, the twenty, the four, you know, the forty, mm -hmm. the opposing's uh, plus forty, the plus twenty. You know, and what the percentages are of scoring a touchdown or scoring at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's math and uh, it makes sense. It's pretty easy to figure out. But, um, I mean, that showed, it's, it showed true uh, in a great way, I think, on those two drives in particular. You know, you didn't get the explosive. Yeah. Long ways to go down the field. Hard to convert and hard to end up with a touchdown. 
when they had that third and five play at the 10-yard line, AC steps up. But you saw the formation beforehand, and you ran down and called a timeout. Was was it going to be AC's job all along to, to try to spy the quarterback in that situation, or was it did you, did you have to be ready for multiple things? Because it seemed like we all thought Nick's was just going to try to run downhill. Yeah, I mean, it, it with given the formation and uh, with what we felt was best, I mean, that's really what was going to happen. You know, they spread us out, and so it's not like a corner is going to be making the play. You know, and right. and your linebackers uh, are you know going to get pulled out of the box a little bit when. You know, at least one of them is going to be uh, to some extent. Um, and you got to honor uh, the guys because all it is is sometimes a little lateral throw. And, and a lot of those run plays have those throws built in. Mm -hmm. So you just can't, you know, just play with the linebackers in there and all of a sudden they flip it out to a slot receiver and it's like, why didn't you cover him, you know? So, yeah. you know, again, it's it's spreading you out and it's forcing one guy to make a one-on-one. -on -one and we had seen uh, pretty much that play um, earlier in the game um, when they scored. Um, and similar look, waited as long as we could. Uh, at least it forces them to think about, okay, they saw us. Do we want to run the same play? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we can talk about that one and then all the other things that we've seen on film throughout the year. So you hold them to a field goal. Uh, it's 34-27. You get the football back. And it's a third down at your own 38 that I think every Husky fan is going to remember as long as they live. Uh, mm -hmm. Taj Davis down the sideline, 70, uh, 62 yards for the score. I just, I just felt so happy for Taj, you know, everybody, Rome and Jalen and all these other guys get, you know, the, the press clippings and everything. But Taj Davis comes through in an enormous moment to tie the game. And Michael Penix with a gutsy throw that I don't know how many quarterbacks have the confidence to make. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, both those guys uh, just Taj uh, couldn't be happier for him. Um, I just see him being such a critical guy on our football team. You know, and uh, it wasn't necessarily that it comes through always in yards uh, offensively, um, but he, he's critical, uh, you know, in practices and, and just the juice he brings and, and how he's ready. And then he's he's a, he's been a huge and consistent guy for us on special teams yeah. all year long. Yeah. And uh, so, um, you know, it's just really cool to see guys rewarded for just playing hard and uh, being ready when the opportunity is right and being locked in. You know, um, and just knowing that, you know, that that one time that we saw, we saw that coverage in a similar situation uh, in an, another game that they had played. Mm. And so, you know, the, you know, I mean, was up for all of those guys, including Mike, you know, that this could happen. And uh, it happened and those guys executed. So, yeah, Mike made a great throw um, and just, you know, putting it on the money to where you hit it on the run and then he doesn't run out of bounds when yeah. it's a couple inches, you know. A lot of times you see the conversion and the guy falls out of bounds and you got to keep playing ball. But uh, what a great play by those two. Incredible. And so Oregon gets it back without Bo Nix in the ball game. Did you feel like they were going to try to run the football on all those plays? And also, did you feel like they would go for it on fourth down given that we had had so much success kind of scoring if we had the ball in our hands? Um, I didn't I – didn't, you know, you, you pay so much attention to Knicks. Um, you don't know really how much confidence they have in the next guy. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was pretty easy to see that they just wanted to get him a groove the first play or two. Mm -hmm. And then uh, third down, you're like, okay, this is maybe their philosophy. And they got a lot of confidence in their offensive line, as they should. Um, but um, I think I wouldn't have said, yes, I know they're going for it on fourth down. But I wasn't surprised that they did. Yeah. You know, I think that's the best way of putting it because – it's, it's what they've been doing all year long. And, uh, you know, if you're going to go for it on fourth and, 
It was a long one. To, it was probably fourth and two at the end of the half with less than 30 seconds to go when right. the game isn't on the line and you're worried about uh, – or you're, you're either really wanting to score some points or really keep it away from us. We call the timeout, you know. And, uh, I mean, that was, a, that was a tough look right there, and they got it by a couple inches. And that could have been a very similar situation earlier in the earlier in the game. And so yeah. them doing that there, um, you know, kind of gave an indication that, uh, you know, you just got to be ready for anything. What a game. Uh, you get the stop on fourth down, uh, the defensive play of the year, or one of the defensive plays of the year, let's call it. Uh, yes, it was a slip, but I think he slipped because Edifuanyu Lafoscio was – you know, bearing down in a big way. Yeah, every gap was, every gap not only was filled, but it was, uh, there was penetration happening. And Eddie's the one that, you know, was uh, the kind of coming free, free hitter there. And so um, he was in the right spot. Man, uh, you know, I haven't seen Eddie play a lot in person yet. It's still <laughs> every game going to become more, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I already have the feeling that uh, there's a lot of confidence that uh, even if they didn't slip, uh, it would have been taken care of by him. Yeah, so the dogs run three plays, get nine yards, and they trot number 47 out onto the field. Uh, Man. How, how cool. Awesome. Just awesome. I mean, it's had just such an awesome season. Peyton Henry just, uh, you know, so consistent all year and um, won it for us, you know, against Oregon State. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, you look at that one and – I mean, yeah, it was a shorter field goal, but those windy conditions, yeah. I think Peyton and I talked, I mean, that was that was probably the worst conditions he says he's ever kicked in, oh. in uh, for sure in Husky Stadium, and I would think that would be consistent anywhere. So um, that wasn't even that easy, and he uh, he nailed it, you know, and um, he's been hitting it so good, his legs fresh. I just uh, think uh, earlier in the game a couple of those um, looked so confident and um, you know, you got to give him a chance uh, when he's been kicking this well all year. Uh, absolutely. So Peyton Henry hits the game winner. Huskies go on to win against Oregon 37-34 to and are now 8-2 and on the season. We've got more with Kalen DeBoer coming up. We're going to talk about senior day against Colorado when we continue in a moment on the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only health care system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. Brown Family Vineyards is a proud partner of University of Washington Athletics. Founded by Husky grad Andrew Brown, this family-owned winery is committed to world-class production with its roots in Walla Walla, the heart of Washington wine country. With more than 100 critical scores of 90-plus points, every decision made from the vineyard to the bottle reflects a commitment to premium Washington state wine of exceptional quality and assures cellar-worthy vintages that stand the test of time. Stop by one of Brown's tasting rooms in downtown Walla Walla, Seattle's historic Pioneer Square, or Tacoma's Proctor District now through the end of September and mention Husky Athletics to receive a complimentary flight with any purchase of a full-price one. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand since 1965. 
In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Air Van Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. We're back on the Husky Football Coaches Show, live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Hotel Seattle. As Kalen DeBoer is uh, enjoying an 8-2 and two record, but now focused on going 1-0 this week against Colorado. And, Coach, it's, it's always hard with the emotions and the pageantry of senior day to try to navigate maybe that, that first couple minutes of the ball game. But it's going to be a really special day. 14 guys that have given so much to this program they are going to be honored with their families uh, before the opening kickoff. Tell me about it. Yeah, and I think uh, it continues. To, you know, you just um – not that if if the season wasn't going the way it was, it wouldn't be as emotional. But you just so I'm just so lucky to have these guys who have uh, really bought into what we've been trying to do. And uh, you know, there's many leaders on our team, but these are the guys that uh, you really count on and that uh, paved the way for us to to be eight and two. And man, they just uh, have poured a lot into this. Uh, they've, again, I've said it before, but they've gone through COVID and mm-hmm. they've gone through coaching changes and. They've seen the highs, and you know these guys have seen conference championships, and and uh, you know going full circle and and uh, back to where we're at right now. So um, just really have been counting on these guys all year long to to help, you know. And uh, I mean, I ask their advice when they see something uh, in the program. I ask them to uh, you know pipe up and tell me tell me how it can be better, you know. And they're uh, they're doing it in a perfect way, and uh, we're working together. We they know we we want the same thing they want, and yeah, vice versa. Hey, so I want to ask about five guys in particular as a group first. And it's five guys that really haven't been around all that long. But you've got four transfers this year, and we'll throw Jeremiah Martin in as a second-year Husky. Mm -hmm. And these guys all seem to have come in and immediately adopted a leadership role with a team that, you know, didn't really know them when they came in, and yet they've got the type of personalities that immediately garnered respect from the guys that have been here three and four and five years. What's it say about the Chris Moles, the Wayne Talapapas, Perriman Bright, Jeremiah Martin, that they were able to leave the impact they have in a short time? Yeah, I think they all came in at, about, at different times too, you know. Um, and so many of them in the spring, uh, but then even in the summer. And, and we just wanted to write, find the right guys. You know, these guys aren't just great football players. They're just great people. And um, knowing that we had, a, we had a high character, we could tell that in December and January and February, we had some high character guys in this program. I didn't want to jeopardize and and all the things that we preach each and every day. I didn't want to, you know, throw that out the window and just bring in, you know, the the top player, you know, that you could find uh, out there. And so, um, and they've been great fits. Um, you know, some of them got voted team captain. The guys that have come in and and uh, you know Wayne and and Cam in particular. Um, and so, uh, you know, they were well respected, and that just shows uh, how how quickly they just really bought in to the rest of the team. And it also shows that shows you quickly how much the team really cares about just having success because yeah. they know that the, the success is a result of leadership. So 
so happy to have these guys with them. They all have great stories and, and reasons why they uh, chose to come. Um, and in the end, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's just we're lucky to have them. The other group's been around together for a long time. It includes number 47 here, Peyton Henry. But uh, you got Jackson Kirkland, Henry Bainivalu got choked up when I was talking to him mm -hmm. earlier this week. Uh, Alex Cooks of the world. Uh, uh, Brennan Holmes, Corey Luciano, Kevin Ryan. All right, so these are guys that, you know, uh, with the exception of Kevin coming in this year as well, uh, these are guys that have been to Rose Bowls. You know, they've been through two coaching changes. They've been through COVID. They've been through a lot together. And and to me, um, that brotherhood that, that mm. they've got to have is just got to be special. And, I mean, it's everything you just said. And it's uh, what I said, too, about, you know, these guys that have been through so much and stuck together and, uh, you know, they all got their story. I mean, we've talked about Peyton's now, you know, and uh, Jackson's story. And, and Henry, you know, when I first got here, we thought he was moving on to, to the NFL. And, uh, you know, he's kind of one of the first guys to come back, uh, probably about the timing in January there, I believe, when, you know, our receiving core kind of decided to come back. And all of a sudden you're gaining a lot of momentum. Your front's coming together, your receiving core, you know. Um, and so just they all have uh, they all have such huge value in our program. Um, what they do on the field, but I mean, really, honestly, what they do off. I mean, Alex Cook yeah. makes the big play, but what he's doing off the field and just the type of person he is. I mean, he he sets the he sets the standard for you know the character, you know, and how we're going to win with class and integrity. Huskies are eight and two. They've got Senior Day coming up 6 p.m. against Colorado. We hope you're there with us in Husky Stadium, getting loud and celebrating this senior class, which has had so much success. We're going to talk to Peyton Henry about his journey, uh, which led up to last weekend's big kick, a 43-yarder for the game winner against the Oregon Ducks. Peyton Henry's coming up next on the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, ten big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard with battery power made by steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. 
Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand since 1965. McAllister. Good snap. Good hold. The kick is on the way. The kick is up. The end over end kick is through the uprights. It's good for Peyton Henry with 51 seconds to go. Peyton Henry with his dream kick from 43 yards gives the Huskies a 37-34 lead to silence Autzen Stadium. That is the Air Van Move of the game, brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football in your next move. And the man who delivered the Air Van Move of the game, number 47, Peyton Henry, in the house, who hit the game-winning field goal against the Oregon Ducks to get the dogs eight and two. And Peyton, man, I, just start by telling me what that felt like when you watched that thing go end over end right through the uprights. Give me, give me what that moment was like in Peyton Henry's life. Yeah, you know, it's something hard to just, you know, it's really hard to describe it. You know, it's such a great feeling to, uh, you know, make a big kick like that. Um, and, you know, it's really indescribable. You know, I kind of think I blacked out in the moment with excitement uh, going off the field. But, uh, you know, right, out, right after it came off the foot, you know, I saw it, you know, going end over end into the air through the uprights. And right then and there, I just knew it was going to go in. Yeah, it was, it was a really special moment. Um, you had obviously been in that situation before it hadn't worked out the way that you wanted going into the game could you have imagined that it would play out the way it would where you'd have the opportunity to do that from even deeper distance maybe even a little more challenging off on the hash could you have imagined that you would get that opportunity uh presented to you with 51 seconds to go yeah you know it's any opportunity like that to help the team win is you know whatever kicker you know thinks about you know dreams about um, I always visualize kicks like that, um, you know, night before, week before the game. Um, so, you know, I had people text me uh, the whole week, you know, hope you get the shot to, you know, get a little revenge on them. Um, I had people telling me they had dreams about me, you know, kicking the game-winning field really? goal. So, you know, there were signs everywhere the whole week. And, uh, you know, I was really hoping that I'd, I'd be able to get a kick like that. Who had the dreams? Uh, <laughs> random people that kept coming up to me on the sidelines, uh, um, just – I don't even know, just people that would come up to me and be like, oh, I had a dream that, you know, you were going to make this kick. And I was like, oh, well, I hope so, you know, let's, let's do it. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Tell me about the visualization part you're talking about, because to me, you've got the tools to make any kick that they send you out there for, right? So it, it's, it's the, the mental part is such a big part of the kicking game. Do you have any routines, any habits that you do that you go through in order to try to be your best? Yeah, like you said, you know, the mental part of the kicking game is way more than the physical part, I'd say. Um, I'd say a lot of uh, what kickers need to focus on is, you know, that mental part that, you know, people don't really think about, especially in high school. You know, you're not playing in front of thousands of people, you know, millions of people on TV, and then you come into college, it's a whole different game. And you kind of have to flip that switch in your mind because if you don't, then you're just, you know, you know fall through the crowd noise or – 
uh, and not, not be able to handle the pressure in the moment. So, yeah, the visualization part is really key. Um, it starts earlier in the week, you know, visualizing kicks from hashes, you know, getting the work in with the whole field goal team. Um, just seeing the ball go through the uprights is big for me. Um, visualizing the night before, you know, seeing the ball going through the uprights in certain stadiums, certain situations, um, seeing, you know, just every kick before you even kick it, basically. That's that's a lot of work and discipline to go through that much visual, visualization and, and that many mental reps, that, that kind of practice. Coach, what's to say about 47 that he's doing all those things over the course of all this time to, to have accomplished as much as he's done? Yeah, I think it's what the great ones do. I don't care if it's uh, athletic-related or, I mean, most time it is because uh, of the moments you're in. But, um, I mean, that's what that's what the mature ones, the ones who have been through the fire, uh, they, they – you know, realize uh, through those those uh, those mental routines and and uh, just visualizations that um, that's how you that's how you have the success. And uh, there's no one that's going to do it other than you. Yeah, right. right. It's going to be you that's going to be in that spot, right? And so um, it, it's not. I mean, yeah, you want the encouragement and things like that, but you got to do the work. You gotta you got to have the confidence, and that only comes. Um, by you doing it, you know, no, no one else. Yeah, absolutely. How proud are you of this guy? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I really understood exactly what had happened before um, until, you know, I, I knew kind of a little bit of the history and I'd be kind of, uh, you know, talking to people. And um, I think as the week went on, I understood that, that I knew that there was a kick before, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I understood the magnitude um, and exactly how it all went down. I think there's other people that didn't even realized maybe that was Peyton that kicked it you know before and so it just means a lot just this is why you coach you coach to have moments like this where man you end up with uh, a guy I mean he kicked a game winner against Oregon State too he's that's right two game winners you know and uh, you just seeing guys uh, good good guys like Peyton um, who just uh, have continued to work and work and work and are good teammates and the guys love him. The team loves him, you know, and not just because he made these kicks. They loved him well before that, you know. And so um, you're just so proud because – and happy because this is why you coach is for moments like this and see people. Um, and these lessons that he's learned are going to carry him on for the rest of his life when uh, other tough times and other tough moments come along. No question about it. Peyton, I, I got to ask you, coach comes in and he is just – it's a staple of the program. He wants everybody to have a 1-0 mindset, and I know that he's very consistent with that messaging, and all the assistant coaches are as well. And I wonder if you were just talking about how important the mental part is for a kicker, how much has what he's been talking about helped you, and how much have you seen it help other guys, other teammates of yours, so that you're able to turn around and, and have this amazing season you're having. Yeah, and no, it just kind of keeps us in the moment, not thinking too far ahead or, you know, in the past at all. I just want to stay in the moment. You know, uh, all the walkthroughs we do, all the things we do in practice, you have to be in the moment. If you're thinking too far ahead, you're not going to have that one and all mindset that he always talks about. You're going to, you know, have some mental lapses or you're going to miss an assignment, all that type of stuff. So, um, yeah, I know that one and all mindset plays, plays a big role in everything we do. How hard is it to try to have that? And do you find yourself just – just trying to get a little bit more consistent every day with like, okay, these other thoughts creep in. Nope, got to cut them off and, and got to stay in the present. Yeah, moment. that happens all the time. Especially at practice, you know, as a kicker, you know, I have all that free time um, after your period's done <laughs> or you have, you know, you're done with kicking for the day. You got to yeah. just, you know, stay kind of locked in because, you know, everybody else is. Everybody else is working hard at their craft to get ready for the game this week. You know, they're taking every rep seriously. So, you know, when it's 
you know, time to lock in, you got to lock in. Yeah. Are you on a kick count through practice, trying to just keep your leg fresh, in shape, but but not overused? Is there any of that going on? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I've been told to, you know, tone it down a little bit on the kicking, maybe a little bit okay. from uh, Coach Creighton, Coach Schmidt. But uh, other than that, no, I just, just you know, want to get those reps in with the, with the guys. So we're always, you know, ready to go when their number's called. All right. Well, I want to get to know number 47 a little bit more here when we come back from this uh, commercial break. So got some more questions for Peyton Henry. Coming up in just a moment, the Huskies getting ready to take on Colorado at 6 p.m. on Saturday. They're sitting at 8-2 on the season, number 17 in the CFP rankings, number 15 in the AP poll, number one in our hearts. We've got uh, Peyton Henry with us here live from the Mountaineering Club on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. <laughs> Off-duty, offline, out of office. A cracked Coors Light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9 to 5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshments, made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. We're back, dogs, and University Bookstore has everything Husky fans need to gear up for the return of football season. Shop the largest selection of officially licensed Husky gear from top brands like Adidas, Champion, Tommy Bahama, and even more exclusive gear only available at University Bookstore and ubookstore.com. University Bookstore is 100% Husky, 100% official, and 100% you. Stop by our store or visit ubookstore.com for the best selection of official Husky gear today. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard. With battery power made by steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP. Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. Back on the Husky Football Coaches Show. Got Kalen DeBoer here. We got Peyton Henry who hit the game-winning field goal against Oregon and Oregon State. Huskies are sitting at 8-2 on the season. Peyton, I, I want to go way back to, like, what got you into kicking. Uh, I, I know so many guys start with soccer, and then they kind of realize, well, I got some length to this thing, and I'd like to try an oblong object. Uh, is that kind of what your story was, or was it a little different? Yeah, you know, I started out with soccer my whole life. Um, never really tried football at all, even though I kind of wanted to try kicking a little bit. But uh, my freshman year is kind of when it started. Um, uh, yeah, I just played soccer my whole life up freshman until high school. high school. Freshman year of high school? Freshman year of high school, yeah. Okay. So uh, a guy Coach DeVore knows, Jake Hayner. We're t high school teammates, That's good right. friends all through, you know, since kindergarten pretty much. And uh, he had me come out because they had tied a game 12-12 because their kicker was a tight end, missed both PATs. 
So they needed a, they, football, the JV team needed a kicker. So uh, came out, you know, started doing that and uh, loved it ever since. Stopped playing soccer and just started focusing on kicking. Oh, that's incredible. I love that. You know, I was looking at your recruiting profile on 247, and I didn't see any offers on there. Did you get any, like, D2 or anything like that? Like, how, how did your whole process of wanting to become a college kicker play out? How did you end up at the UW if you didn't get any scholarship offers? Anymore? Yeah, you know, I didn't have any offers coming out of high school. So I had walk-on offers, uh, a couple offers to some of the academy schools. But uh, I knew, you know, I didn't, you know, care about that at all. You know, I just wanted to play college football and, you know, have a chance to compete anywhere I went. Mm-hmm. Why Washington? Uh, you know, I loved Coach Pete. Um, I loved the campus when I visited here. And then, obviously, Jake Hanner was a big part of it, too. You know, it was kind of in my ear when I got yeah. that prefer to walk on offer you know when we're in high school so uh yeah i know i just you know fell in love with the place and uh yeah just been loving it ever since one guy who wasn't in your ear at the time but just kind of randomly showed up is Corey luciano like here he comes from uh, juco and this is another guy that was a high school teammate of yours yep what's it gonna be like to go through that tunnel senior day with a dude that you went to high school with and Corey luciano yeah it's crazy you know just because you know Corey's come so far as a, as a player you know didn't have many major power five offers coming out of high school had to go to the juco route got hurt you know still Ended up with a you know, you know, good list of offers. Ended up here, and he's been working ever since he's got here. Um, you know, he's never been deterred by you know guys being in front of him, or you know, when he had to move to tight end, or if he was playing on special teams, he just wanted to be on the field and work and play no matter what. So you know, it's been great to see Corey's development, and you know, I'm super happy for him and the type of year he's having this year. What about Grady Gross? He's kind of come in and uh, has been working on kickoff duty this year. And I, I know Coach says that that's, that's a really good thing for you to be able to just focus on scoring the football. Uh, did you have to kind of say, no, nah, Coach, I want to kick kickoffs too? Or, or is that a part of the plan that you're no, I mean, uh, just, pretty happy with? Just do whatever the coaches tell me to do. You know, I want to just, you know, help the team in any way I can. If they think that's best for the team, then, you know, I'm going to do it. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing at all, you know. He's done a good job this year. He's young. He's got a lot of potential, and, you know, I'm excited for his future. Well, you didn't just hit a game winner against Oregon. You didn't just hit a game winner against Oregon State. The last two seasons, you are 95 of 96 on kicks inside of 45 yards, if you include PATs. You've been phenomenal. You are three points away from being the highest-scoring kicker in the history of Husky football. You've put five amazing years together. Peyton Henry, congratulations on, on all you've done. Thank you. As a Washington Husky. Thank you. That's senior Peyton Henry. He and his fellow seniors will celebrate Senior Day coming up on Saturday against Colorado. It'll be a 6 p.m. kickoff. Our pregame coverage statewide will begin at 4 p.m. right here on the network. For Kalen DeBoer and Peyton Henry, I'm Tony Castricone. This has been the Husky Football Coaches Show live from the Graduate Hotel's beautiful mountaineering club on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. So long, folks. This has been the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. The Husky Football Coaches Show was brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Washington Sports Network.